0: Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Colleen Meyer with Meyer and Mintz LLC, bringing you another Fearless in Pink episode. I'm very happy to introduce our guest today, you guys. Her name is Tracy Beavers, and she is an entrepreneur and a business coach. She has 20 years' experience in business, sales, and marketing. So, Tracy, welcome to Fearless in Pink, and thank can you tell us a little bit more about you that I didn't cover in the intro?
1: Yes. Um, thank you so much. I'm so excited to to be with you and to bring some um, value to what you're already doing, which I've heard is amazing. Thank you. Um, so you're doing you're doing a lot of things right, lady. Thank um, you. So I am Tracy Beavers, and I'm in Arkansas. Um, I do have over 20 years experience. I, uh, I'm... <laughs> I like to say I started when I was 10, because otherwise, (laughs) then people can kind of figure out how old I am. But anyway, um, so my my um, career, my first career out of college, I have a long corporate background before Mm -hmm. I got into the entrepreneurial space, which I think uh, helps me looking back on it now, be a more effective coach. Um, especially if I have someone who is in sales as a W2 employee with a corporation. So I know what they're going through on the corporate side. Um, but I had a long career in insurance and then, um, was a stay at home mom for a little bit, had a couple of, uh, small businesses with a best friend of mine. We didn't make very much money, but we had a lot of fun and we learned mm-hmm. a lot. And then unfortunately found myself going through a divorce at that time, mm-hmm. uh, got back into corporate cause I needed the benefits for my kids and, um, was in banking. I was a mortgage loan officer um, that led into going into business development and marketing for a title insurance company mm-hmm. that was owned by that same bank. And um, then that led to me wanting, because corporate is corporate, and I realized that sitting in a cubicle eight to five with a one hour lunch and a CEO that didn't understand how to co- compensate salespeople. hmm you know, kept kind of messing around with our comp packages, thinking that we were making too much money when really we were making a lot of money for him. Okay. Cause I grew his market share 86% the first year I was there. Wow. So I was making him quite a bit of money. Long story short, I said, you know what? I think I've had my fill of being in corporate. I need, I need something for me. Mm-hmm. And I actually started in network marketing. That was my first business. And I still have two uh, network marketing businesses. Um, I don't promote them. I don't build them out anymore. They just kind of are built. I've got great clients. I take care of them and it's fun. So I just, I keep going with that. But I realized through doing all of that, that I was always a coach. I just didn't know it. Mm -hmm. And the part that I loved about all of that was when I got to help somebody else. And somebody had a need, whether it was an insurance, you know, or it was helping them get a, get a mortgage for their new house, or it was, um, helping somebody close through the title insurance pro- process on their new house, or, you know, um, helping clients find the best products or whatever for them. And a friend of mine said to me, you should just, cause the part of those businesses that I loved, the network marketing part was helping other people build theirs. mm mm-hmm. I mean, I loved building mine, but helping other people build theirs was way more fun. And I was, I kept being asked to do trainings and, you know, how was I so successful and all that. So a friend of mine finally said, you just need to be a coach. And I thought, you're crazy. (laughs) Um, So I started that a few years ago and it has been an absolute blast. I mean, I just, I love it. I don't love the tech part. I don't love the paperwork part, Mm -hmm. but when I can hop on a session um, with a client, and we work through some creative solutions for them and their eyes light back up. It's just like, there it goes. That's why I do what I do. So that long story short, because I've had, I've had a long life, but anyway, that covers about the last 50 years. So, um,
0: you know, I, I, I agree with it. You say with corporate, I've been there. I think I've been there and I know a lot of people have been there where they feel like in it, they switch the, you know, the ben- benefits or your, you know, your bonuses around. I've been there too which I think is, you know, not the fairest thing to do, but getting into your own business and you're your own boss and you're helping people. Let's start with your, your company. Mm-hmm. What did you, when you got into coaching and said, you know what, I'm done with the rat race, the nine to five. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm helping people anyway. I'm going to be my own boss. What were some of the major things that you learned that you can share that, as you
1: enter the entrepreneurial arena? so many things and I'm still learning you know I think we learn things every day it's never because I I I said this out loud the other day and then I had to laugh at myself I thought to myself when is it just going to feel easy and flow and you know um and I thought no that's corporate (laughs) Okay. That's where you, you get up every day and you go into the office and you know exactly what your job description is and your benchmarks for success. Being an entrepreneur is a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And, and I had to wrap my head around that. I wasn't expecting that part of it because all I knew was corporate, mm-hmm. you know, here's your job description, here are your benchmarks for success. Here are your benefits. You're going to get paid twice a month. And this is okay, I'm in charge. Now, what do we do? You know, And so I had to figure out what I wanted the coaching practice to look like. Mm-hmm. I could not, um, in the beginning, I made the mistake of trying to speak to everybody. And that's a mistake with marketing mm-hmm. messaging. You've got to figure out what your gifts and talents are, and who you can best serve. And people always say niche down, niche down, but it's true. You can't go broad or you're you're, going to lose everybody. So you do have to niche down to a certain extent. So I did learn that, kind of started finding where my niches were. I've learned that not every day is sunshine and roses, but Mm -hmm. it's going to be worth it. Um, I've learned to ask for help. I've learned to say, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Um, I've learned to hire really great people, um, you know, for things that I either don't enjoy or, um, are, are super complicated in my mind, like Mm. Facebook, ads. don't ask me to run a Facebook ad for you. I've got somebody (laughs) that helps me with mine. Um, gosh, what else have I learned? Ooh,
0: but you know, what you said was that I think, you know, I see a lot too, is that niche. You know, I remember helping a, a, a gentleman and he did a physical therapy. And I said to him, who's your main customer? Mm-hmm. And he said, everybody. Well, it's not everybody. And that's where a lot of people get into business. And they say that it's everybody. Well, yes, maybe somebody, you know, a child, you know, maybe got hurt or, you know, someone in their, you know, teens or 20s or what. OK, but that's not your niche. That would be, you know um, uh, I think like oddities or something. And we end up looking at his customers and we found that they were, you know, from 50, to 75, that was his, his client base that he had coming in. So yeah. even people below that can still be his customer technically, but, but that's very important. And I think a lot of people don't see it like that. Drives me crazy. Now, when you're working with people in your coaching business, what do you see is the number one thing that they come to you about when they're saying, Tracy, help me. I need a coach. Mm-hmm.
1: So they, um, it's been very interesting. So far, it's been kind of the same. I'm known for sales and networking. Mm-hmm. I'm, I love sales. Everybody should love sales. People think I'm nuts when I say that, but I do. I'm a master networker. Um, I, I didn't realize it until other people started pointing that out. You know, sometimes you just don't realize what you're really good at. Mm -hmm. And so that's what people will come to me for. What we end up finding is that a lot of times, yes, we can get to the sales and networking and marketing piece, but there's some mindset and some stress and some time management we need to work on because if your schedule is a train wreck, Mm. it doesn't matter what we decide to do on the sales and networking and marketing aspect, you're not going to get to it. It's not Mm -hmm. going to work. Um, and so, you know, I just had this conversation. I I had a client session right before I hopped on here with you. And unfortunately she and I had not connected since June because of summer and travel and all that. And she had completely undone all the work that we'd done Mm -hmm. because she didn't stay consistent and she didn't keep to her schedule. And so now we're going back to the basics of, okay, yeah, we need to, we need to figure out a way to nurture your clients, to get more referrals. We need to figure out ways for you to network and use social media. Mm-hmm. All that's great. But I kept reminding her, these are things that need to go into your schedule and we've got to go back to your foundation of your schedule. So it starts out as one thing. It's kind of like when people say you give people what they want and then you give them what they need. Mm-hmm. So we uncover some things that they hadn't thought about or they didn't see. I see that a lot too. Um,
0: you know, when I, when I wrote my dissertation on women
1: business owners, what we
0: found that in our research and, and some other research, prior research, is that women, now we can't say everybody, but a large majority of women business owners compared to their male counterparts is they're uncomfortable with networking. Did you do you see that to be true with when you're dealing with
1: people? Um, I have not seen that as much, um, and it might be because network networking in person's been kind of shut down for almost two years. Mm. That, that may be the reason. Um, because right about the time I had I had just started into coaching, so I think I'm going on three years. But like you know, it felt like COVID hit right after mm-hmm. and everything, yeah. and we all had to pivot. You're so right. that may be why I'm not seeing that as much right now. What I'm seeing more often is, uh, with, with women is not setting boundaries mm. with their clients. Mm-hmm. Um, another client, for example, she sees patients in office and she was letting the patients decide just whenever they wanted to come in mm. and she couldn't figure out why she couldn't get to work on her business instead of in her business. And I said, it's because you're letting the tail wag the dog. Mm -hmm. We've got to set your business hours that you're going to see patients. Then you'll know your uh, opportunities for working on your business. Mm -hmm. And so she needed to have confidence in herself. And that's a a lot of what I coach on and what my six week, uh, my online course is about Mm -hmm. is being a confident entrepreneur. You gain that confidence and you will grow your income. And so she needed to gain confidence around, setting that boundary and knowing that the the clients would adjust. They always, Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't get to pick when we get to go see our doctor or our dentist or our Mm -hmm. chiropractor or whatever they tell us when their hours are and we pick something that fits. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. Um, Confidence around stating that charging with their worth. First Mm, of all, that's a big one. I think charging with their worth because they want to make everybody happy. Mm -hmm. And then when they're charging what they're worth and they're stating their price or they're giving their estimate, not um, apologizing for it, not feeling the need to explain it, not saying how much I charge and ending it in a question mark. You know, It's like when things end in a question mark, it's not super confident. And so it's things like that where men don't struggle with that. Men are like, these are my hours, pick a time. Here's my estimate. When do you wanna get started? And it's just because we are so warm and fuzzy and caring, and we want everybody to be happy all the time, especially if we're moms, that's, it's Mm -hmm. worse with my, with my uh, clients who are moms Um, and, and, you know, having boundaries with the family, you know um, if, especially if they're working from home, being able to say mom's working, I need 30 minutes you know, or giving a signal like um, I read an article the other day and a lady had a red sticky note or something and her family knew that when the red sticky note was out on the table, don't, you know, her name's not mom for the next 30 minutes. Don't, don't say anything, you know, just let her work. And so I've had to do that with my family as well. Being here at home, I was <laughs> just talking to a friend of mine about this a couple of weeks ago and I said, I don't know what it is. I work from home. Everybody thinks I'm here. To, they can send the termite guy whenever they want. You know, they can send. The, the landscape guy whenever they want. And it's, you know, it's like, I'll be on Zoom with a client and then the termite guy's here. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we just have to be confident enough in what we, and who we are, what we give, how much we charge for it. And, and, and just really stand in that, stand in that confidence. I think, that,
0: you know, you made me chuckle because it's so true. You know, my daughters do that they do that same thing. Well, you can come and do this or pick up that come pick up. And I'm like, but I'm working. And because you're working from home it to them, it's like, well, you can put that down and come and do this for me because are you really working? And it's like, it's, it's, it's frustrating in some ways because uh, it's, it's, they have to shift the way they think too. And you say, yes, this is where I get money to pay for things. And you know, it, it's, it's, it's the middle of the day I'm working. So okay. I do, I do see that. I think uh, with women, it becomes that juggle between family and business yeah. and because we're nurturers and we want to make people happy. So it's, mm-hmm. it's tough. Do you find that some of your clients are struggling
1: with the life family balance too? Yes. Especially because, Um, Now, now here in Arkansas, Mm -hmm. our schools are open and all kids are going to school physics, physical school now. Mm -hmm. Um, So it depends on where they live. But if where they are, things are still shut down or they've decided to homeschool their kids, they are, they've moved into a completely different dynamic that they're Mm -hmm. not used to. And that can be very difficult to navigate. Um, And if their children used to be in daycare, but now they've decided to keep them home, for safety reasons and virus and all that, um, that's a. In fact, um, I, there's a gal that um, she and I are consultants with the Small Business Administration mm-hmm. here in town, and she was saying she was having trouble juggling because she's working at home. She has a two-year-old. She wants that quality time with that baby, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But she's wondering why her schedule is a train wreck, and I'm like, you're probably putting too much on it. Mm-hmm. You know, there are times in our lives when we have to be super realistic about. How much time do we really have and who, who do we want to give that time to? And when I, cause I was a single mom on my own for several years mm-hmm. before I met my now husband and I had to be super realistic with my time. Um, I, I think it was my mom who finally said, you're stressed out and overwhelmed because you're trying to do everything that you were doing before when you had somebody to help you with it. hmm And you don't have that anymore and you've got to be kinder to yourself and not think that you can be just perfect and everything's going to be a hundred percent because there's only one of you. I'm sure you
0: come across this too. I see this a lot with um, women, women, business owners, a lot of times, especially if they're starting out or they're, you know, because like you were saying, they don't, they don't have their niche, you know, narrowed and, and not realizing all the stuff that comes with being a business owner. As far as legal and paperwork and keeping records of everything, do you see people get discouraged? And if they do, how do you help them through that discouragement where they, because people sometimes they expect to open the doors and a million dollars run in, right? And that's not realistic. How do you help people with that
1: type of disappointment or to help them carry on? Yeah, that's a really good question because even I have days where, you know, I, I, I thought that my business would be further along than it is by now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I have days where um, I question the things that I'm like, is that the right, is this Facebook ad the right Facebook ad? Or do I even need to run ads or do I make another, you know? So we all have those questions Mm -hmm. and that's, that's something that I share with my clients. I'm, I'm very transparent. I want them to know they're not alone. I want them to know that, All business owners feel this way. They just don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. It's not what they're posting on social media. What they're posting on social media is the fabulousness and, oh, I got a new client or, Mm -hmm. you know, we're taking this trip to such and such. Okay. That's wonderful. But what you don't see is when they did open the doors and nobody came, Mm -hmm. you know, when the phone stops ringing because it's going to, and -hmm. it goes back to, um, the, the roller coasterness if that's even a word mm-hmm. um it is now i just made it one <laughs> <laughs> the roller coasterness of being an entrepreneur it's it's a lot and so what we work through is having realistic expectations that we have to try some things we've got to throw some spaghetti at the wall sometimes it's super expensive spaghetti and mm-hmm. it doesn't stick sometimes it's it sticks beautifully. And, and, and that's a win. And you're like, cool. Okay. That worked. Let's try something else. Let's lean into that Mm -hmm. while we try some other things. And so we just really, you have to get in there. You have to get going. Mm -hmm. You have to start. A lot of um, women will say, well, I want to get, I want to get it all perfect before I start. I want my website to be perfect. I want I want the blog set up. I want, I want to have some content on my YouTube channel already. I want to um, have my, like my six week course. I launched that thing and it wasn't quite ready yet, Mm -hmm. but I got that tip from my business coach and the community that I insert myself into. And they were like, you can't, you got to go when you're about 70% ready, you got to go Mm -hmm. because if you wait, first of all, if you wait until it's a hundred percent ready, What you're creating may not end up being what people want. Mm -hmm. And so if you go in at 70%, you've got room to pivot and to play with some things and be like, oh, that's Mm -hmm. what they want. Okay, hold on. And you haven't spent all of that time and energy and money creating something that nobody's going to buy. I I agree with that. And and
0: something that you had said made me think of self-efficacy. With women, uh, mm-hmm. women have our we have a higher fear of failure than our male counterparts when it comes to business, yes. um, and I think sometimes we get in the way of ourselves. Absolutely,
1: we tell ourselves a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, uh, I, do, I go live every week in my Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And one of the topics I'm going to be teaching on coming up in the next few weeks is something I heard from James Wedmore, and he said, "Have your excuses become your reasons." I like that. Me too. It, it hit me right between the eyes. I was like, Oh, I think that's powerful mm-hmm. because we do tell ourselves stories. And as women, we do it. Men don't do that uh-uh. generally, but no. we tell ourselves, well, they're not going to, um, nobody's going to be, nobody's going to answer the phone. Nobody's going to return my message. Um, they're not interested in what I have to say, or I'm not good enough, or my content's not good enough, or, you know, all the crap that we tell ourselves. And we just have to dial back and remember just how fabulous, how freaking fabulous we are, what our gifts and talents are, that we are here on this earth to make a difference and to add value to other people. And you just got to get out there and do it. Do it and believe it. Yeah. And that's what the benefit of having a coach is all about. And you know this. Mm -hmm. When you, you, you can't do this alone. You mm-hmm. cannot, you cannot be an entrepreneur alone. It's, it's, I don't recommend it. Me, Not me, with yeah. the You've got to have people that you can go to in those moments and say, am I a failure or is everybody on summer vacation? I mean, what is happening? Does my product stink or, you know, or is it summer and nobody's buying? Because I'll tell you what, I don't know about you, but this summer was weird. Mm-hmm. And I think I just told myself. <laughs> I said, okay. Well, COVID eased up a little bit. Everybody's gone crazy, and they've all gone to Hawaii, and that's why. That's why I don't have anybody to talk to right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I just was like, what is going on? But you know, even I have those moments where I'm like, is this working? You know, I I I, was, I have a friend of
0: mine. He's been married for 33, 34 years, and I always say, to, I always say, you know, hey, how did you? Um, that's amazing. You know how. How did you do it? How do you, you know, he's in love and all of that. And, right. and I just think that's so cute. And he's like, it's, it's how, it's what you say here in your head. You know, every time he gets upset or frustrated, I love that woman. That is the best woman. I just, think so, and that's how, because if you let those negative thoughts in, they fester. I and do. that's what we do when we're in business. Like what you just said, I'm not good enough. Uh, No one's gonna want my products. No one's calling me. You know, fire that person in there in your head that's talking like
1: that. Yes. Give her a name and tell her to get out. (laughs) Be like, okay, Catherine. No, that's an yes, exactly. You know, my life coach has this great saying: if you're watering the weeds, that's all you're gonna see. Mm -hmm. That's all that's gonna grow, and that's exactly what you just said. Mm -hmm. When we water those weeds, like that husband. If he was upset with her for leaving the laundry in the washing machine and it got all smelly because it didn't Mm -hmm. get into the dryer fast enough, he could ruminate on that and get mad. And when you start to think negatively and speak negatively, that is what you're gonna get more of, and that's what you're going to see. Mm -hmm. That is what your perception, that's gonna be coming to you like gangbusters. And our brains really are wired more for obviously for survival but i think more for negativity than they are for positivity and so we really have to be super aware that in those moments that is not a thought that is going to serve you and you can choose to to stick to the negative and water those weeds and feel that way or you can choose like like this husband was doing mm-hmm. and say i sure do love her you know i mean <laughs> you, and you can say it like sometimes i'll be like you get on my last nerve but i love you <laughs> you know like my husband is a just a ding dong. He says some of the silliest things that make me laugh, and I'll just look at him and be like you are the biggest goober I have ever met. And he's like, you knew that when you married me. I'm like, I did. Anyway. <laughs> but you know, it, it, we absolutely um, and having a marriage that did not work very well in, in at first. I can tell you from experience, mm-hmm. that's what it takes in a marriage is to just focus on that positive, grateful. You know, um, on my email signature it says, "Tell me what you're grateful for." Mm, I love that. And on my voicemail message, if you call me, it'll say, you know, leave me a message. And by the way, tell me what you're grateful for. Cause I really do. I try to be more aware every day and it, cause it keeps me positive and it keeps me upbeat and it keeps that girl from, you know, the imposter syndrome girl mm-hmm. from coming into my head and playing tricks on me. So true. Um, as we're wrapping up our
0: half an hour, what would be, the best advice that you would give um, someone if on starting a business as a female entrepreneur or male? Oh gosh,
1: um, it depends on the business. But the first thing they've got to do is they've got to make sure their their financials are in order, their legal documents are in order. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to a CPA, talk to an attorney, find out, talk to your insurance agent, find out what you need um, to be legal. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need to be charging sales tax? Um, you know, what does your state require? What is all that? Get all of that in motion. And then really take a look at um, monitoring monitoring your income and your expenses. So many women, so many business owners don't know what their profit and loss says. Mm-hmm. And I don't love numbers. But we've got to know if we're red or we're black. Mm-hmm. We've got to know how things are going. We've got to keep track of that or you won't have a business for very mm-hmm. long. So those are the foundational pieces. And then um, I would say just start. Just start somewhere and get a coach. Mm-hmm. Get a coach. I, I like
0: that when you say get a coach because it, it's, you know, it, that person exactly like you know you look at these teams you know football teams and baseball teams and basketball. Any yeah. team has coaches mm-hmm. and they have coaches because it, it helps you stay focused mm-hmm. and if they're they're your raw rah you know they're the cheerleaders too. Yeah. They help turn you if you're going the wrong direction okay that play didn't work. Let's try this play I, um, and, I, and and I think when you're starting out a coach, house with accountability. Somebody is, mm-hmm. if you say, I'm going to go, I'm going to market on, I'm going to market on social media, you know, cause you know, with the algorithms, we have to stay consistent yes. and you, you know, um, and you don't do it. Then there's somebody to say, how come you didn't do it? Uh-huh. You know, yeah, the
1: media manager said that to me the other day, <laughs> we got together on Tuesday cause Monday was a holiday and she had lined out for me to do a couple of Instagram stories myself. And I was supposed to do one Monday. <laughs> on Tuesday we got together. She goes. I didn't see your Instagram story, and I was just like, "Well, it was a holiday, and I didn't want to fix my hair, so I'm going to do it
0: yeah. today." I have, I have customers. I have always say, "Where's my Instagram reels? Where are my reels?" And they're like, "Oh, you know, you could tell that they, I'm calling. They don't want to answer that." Like, okay. Oh no, you know, yeah, exactly right. I yeah. just think, but it holds it holds people to accountability, yeah. and I think that's yeah. that's what people need, especially when they're starting out, because it's 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 a support system. If so,
1: exactly what you said about the football analogy. Mm-hmm. The coaches here, the business owners down here in the middle of the dog pile
0: mm-hmm. business right. owners
1: cannot see which direction to go effectively. They've got to have somebody up here going, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. This is good. That could be better. Exactly what you said. And you're
0: not emotionally attached to the, the, whatever the person's doing, the coaches are above that. And they're not, they don't have that emotional attachment, like, a, like a business owner. Well,
1: would. Cause your friends and family are going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, they love you. They're not going to tell you if something stinks. <laughs> no, not. And so it's like, well, I so can't true. ask you. It's like, I don't even ask my husband how my hair looks anymore. Cause he always says, oh, you look beautiful. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go ask one of the kids because they'll tell me, yep. you know, but, but it's the same thing as a business owner, your friends and family do not want to hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. And you know, you've got to have somebody that's not going to hurt your feelings, but is just no. going to be able to say, look, that's a great idea, but let's tweak it. Mm-hmm. And to give you actionable steps. I give my clients action steps and a roadmap. After every meeting, I email them and I say, these are the things you need to work on between now and the time we talk again. Mm-hmm. Keep your blinders on. This is what's on your list. If it's not on your list, don't do it. And that's how they keep moving forward.
0: i love that. I, and I'm a big opponent of um, uh, strategy and action plans and action items. I think that's the way to, to get from point A to point B. So if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, I know we're going to put this information out there too, but um, if somebody's watching on live on Facebook right now and they just want to write it down, um, how do they get a hold of you? I know you have your social media and, and your website. Can you share
1: that with us? Yes, I would love to to talk to anyone. I do offer an information call. If somebody's interested in coaching, let's hop on the phone, figure out if I'm the right coach for you. I will tell you if I am. I'm, I, I can't, I can't, you know, I've got to live in integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, TracyBeavers.com is my website. I am having a free five-day workshop coming up September 20th through the 24th in my Facebook group. It is the five biggest mistakes I see business owners and salespeople making and how to avoid them. Um, And it's live trainings every day, but there'll be replays. That's, they can get registered at tracybeavers.com forward slash workshop. And then I'm on Facebook, Tracy Beavers. If they just Google Tracy Beavers coaching, they should be able to find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, are you on TikTok too? I am not on the TikToks. talks. Okay. I, I haven't gotten there yet, but I am, I am on Pinterest. Um, I just, I'm like, how many platforms are we on, you know? Yeah. And I,
0: and I don't, and I think that, you know, we don't have to be on all of them to be effective too.
1: Gosh, I hope not. Cause I can't,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know we're all like, Ugh. Oh. all right. Um, Tracy, I, you know, thank you so much. I enjoyed <gasps> talking to you guys. This is Tracy Beavers with Tracy Beavers, a coaching. Look her up, guys. All right. Thank you.